In the court of the fountain, the sun of March shone through young leaves of ash and elm, and water leapt and fell through shadow and clear light. About that roofless court stood four high walls of stone. Behind those were rooms and courts, passages, corridors, towers, and at last, the heavy outmost walls of the great house of Roke, which would stand any assault of war or earthquake or the sea itself being built not only of stone, but of incontestable magic. For Roke is the Isle of the Wise, where the art magic is taught, and the great house is the school and the central place of wizardry. And the central place of the house is that small court far within the walls where the fountain plays and the trees stand in rain or sun or starlight. The tree nearest the fountain, a well-grown rowan, had humped and cracked the marble pavement with its roots. Veins of bright green moss filled the cracks, spreading up from the grassy plot around the basin. A boy sat there, on the low hump of marble and moss, his gaze following the fall of the fountain's central jet. He was nearly a man, but still a boy, slender, dressed richly. His face might have been cast in golden bronze, it was so finely moulded and so still. Behind him, fifteen feet away perhaps, under the trees at the other end of the small central lawn, a man stood or seemed to stand. It was hard to be certain in that flickering shift of shadow and warm light. Surely he was there, a man in white standing motionless. As the boy watched the fountain, the man watched the boy. There was no sound or movement but the play of leaves and the play of the water and its continual song. The man walked forward. A wind stirred the rowan tree and moved its newly opened leaves. The boy leapt to his feet, lithe and startled. He faced the man and bowed to him. My lord Archmage, he said. The man stopped before him, a short, straight, vigorous figure in a hooded cloak of white wool. Above the folds of the laid-down hood, his face was reddish-dark, hawk-nosed, seamed on one cheek with old scars. The eyes were bright and fierce, yet he spoke gently. It's a pleasant place to sit, the court of the fountain, he said, and forestalling the boy's apology, you have travelled far and have not rested. Sit down again. 